You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and fake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, July 25th, 2019. Back for another episode. Your boy Q here. You know, you can find me on Twitter like many of you do, at your boy Q254. Really don't do a whole lot of social media, but uh, I do do Twitter. I'm on that way too much, as a matter of fact. So you can find me on Twitter, at your boy Q254. There is a Facebook page out there, uh, Locked On Raider Nation Facebook. And there's a group chat also. I'm not really sure how you get on it. I was invited to it, but I'm not really sure how you get on it but it's through group me so yeah <laughs> i know it's called locked on raiders i can't really tell you anymore my man Yaz got me hooked up on it so uh yeah if you're on group me or even know what group me is there is a um there's a chat on there that about 20 25 folks are on as of right now i think about 20 25 folks either way i could be off a, a number or two but anyway uh reach out to my man Yaz, and uh Yaz will hook you up or maybe invite you i think that's what he had to do for me was invite me and he was inviting me for a few days and it took me a while to get on there i was just I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It took me for a while to get it. But again, uh, hit up Yaz, at Yaz, Y-A-Z-E-R-A-W-A-D on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, at Y-A-Z-E-R-A-W-A-D. It's a little Raider group chat. It's pretty cool. Speaking of Raider group chat, one of the things that was brought to my attention was that December 15th game, you know, the last game, the last regular season game at the Oakland Coliseum uh, ever, you know, before the Raiders move on to Vegas and we're supposed to have a real big, huge tailgate party. A lot of us are going to be coming in from out of town. A lot of folks that are already local are going to be there trying to have a huge party, going to record a bunch of podcasts podcast that day it's gonna be a lot of fun well Anna section 207 no section 107 excuse me row 26 pointed out to me that if anyone is driving to the game anyone is driving to that December 15th game by parking lot B parking lot B parking passes make sure you buy your parking passes in lot B her, Selena, and a bunch of other folks are getting together and getting a whole bunch of spots so we can have plenty of space for that tailgate party. So again, if you're driving in and you don't already have like a certain spot at the at the Coliseum in the parking lot, buy your parking passes in Lot B. That'd be a really, really big help for the success of the tailgate party. So make sure that that is something that uh, we do if we're driving in. I'm not driving in. I believe I'll be taking Bart, my man Daniel. He lives in Dublin, right next to the, to the Bart station in, in Dublin. So me and the wife will be taking Bart. We don't have to rent a car. Uh, we're going to be staying at my man Daniel's house. That's the guy I tell you about all the time. Daniel Zamora. He's been my, my friend forever. He's my homeboy. And so anytime I come to town, he says, Q, you ain't staying in the hotel. You're going to stay at my house. So that's where I'll be staying. That's where the wife will be staying. And we'll just take Bart to the Coliseum. So if I was getting a parking pass, I'd get it in B. But if you are, definitely get it in lot B. You would help out uh, in a major way. And uh, reach out to Selena. Reach out to Anna. Reach out to me and, and let me know that you got that done. And uh, we're going to coordinate this thing and make this tailgate party huge i cannot wait to meet everyone who's been listening to the podcast who's saying that they're going to the show or to the game it's going to be a lot 
a lot of fun. So if you're trying to reach out to Selena, LockedOnRaiders at Yahoo.com is the email address. LockedOnRaiders at Yahoo.com. She's been doing a heck of a job. Matter of fact, she's been doing a hell of a job trying to coordinate all this and reaching out to folks and putting together a spreadsheet and doing all the kind of stuff that I just don't do. <laughs> I just don't do it. You know what I do? I talk. That's what I'm really good at doing, talking. But besides that, not so much. But Selena's got this thing on lock, so we definitely want to shout her out. Appreciate her. Anna, uh, again, she's been doing a hell of a job as well, trying to coordinate this thing and help everyone out and make sure everybody is in attendance. And uh, definitely appreciate that from her and her husband, Rob. They've been awesome. So just wanted to get to that before I even get into the show today. Coming up on today's show, I have a bunch of calls straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line that I want to get to in segment number three, but I want to try to catch up on as many as possible. So I think what I'm going to have to do is have an extended call session on Friday, probably segments two and number three. But for sure today, calls in segment number three. And then offensive line and tight end breakdown in segment number two. I've already done the running backs. I've already done the wide receivers. Who I think is going to make the roster? Who I think is going to struggle to make the roster? Who do I think is going to be a lock to make the roster? Done that for the wide receivers. Done that for the running backs. Going to do that for the offensive line and the tight ends coming up in segment number two. And then to close out segment number one, we're going to finish up with some news and notes, kind of like I do on the regular. And really, some of the news and notes comes from around the NFL, but it does pertain to the Raiders in a certain, certain degree, certain level. First of all, longtime defensive tackle Mike Daniels from the Packers. He was released on Wednesday. He's a 30-year-old. He's a 30-year-old former Pro Bowler. Ended 2018 on IR with a foot injury. Was going to cost the Packers a lot of money. And according to my guy Rod Demosky, who you heard on this podcast on Monday, Green Bay felt comfortable with the depth they had along the D-line. So there's really no reason to spend eight and a half million dollars on a 30-year-old defensive tackle coming off a foot injury. So uh, he is no longer in Green Bay. And I bring this up because. I don't think the defensive tackle, especially Mike Daniels, is the guy that the Raiders need to look at as far as defensive line depth, but I know immediately when he was cut, immediately when he was released, there was a bunch of Raider fans that hit Twitter and said, hey, the Raiders need to take a look at him. I just don't see it. A lot of quality dudes on that defensive line right now, if you think about it, I mean, I haven't got to the breakdown of that yet. I think that's going to be the hardest position battle for the training camp, for something for us to pay attention to during training camp. How is that uh, defensive line going to shape up? Who's going to make the team and who's not? I don't think defensive tackle, a 30-year-old defensive tackle coming off a foot injury is a guy that the Raiders need to take a look at. Now, I know a lot of people did say that, but I just don't see it. If they add anybody on the defensive line, I can see them adding a defensive end, but not a D tackle. Maybe Yannick uh, Nagakwe from Jacksonville. He was a no-show at Jacksonville's training camp. He's looking for a contract extension. We've talked about him on the podcast before. I can see maybe the Raiders kicking the tires on or calling Jacksonville and saying, hey, what will it take to, to get that guy? He's a young dude. He gets after the quarterback, has a lot of production as far as sacks go. He wants a contract extension going into the last year of his deal. I can see them giving Jacksonville a call. I've mentioned it before, and I know a lot of Raider fans aren't big on it. I can see them calling the Texans about Jadavion Clowney, but I can't see them going after a defensive tackle. That's just me, though. So, again, uh, just something to kind of look out for. Also, a little bit of news. Linebacker Mason Foster, he was a member of the Redskins. He's been in the league nine years. He was released on Tuesday, and uh, he had a heck of a season for Washington. He had a heck of a season for Washington in 2018, led the team in tackles. He is a Seaside, California native, and it's funny, when I saw that he was a Seaside guy, I was thinking, hey, man, I lived in Seaside, and I did. I lived in Seaside for about a year. It was a really cool, it wasn't really a house. I lived in the back house. Apparently, I lived in this neighborhood that had mansions, and the back house was where I stayed at, and it was like $1,000, and it was really just a studio, but it was really nice. And as soon as I left to go to the radio station, I'd see the ocean every day. It was really, really cool. Uh, the girls loved it. The girls thought that I was, like, the man because I had this place. But it was really expensive and it was really small. 
But uh, that was Seaside. So shout out to Seaside. Matter of fact, shout out to my man Chris Takuta. He's a barber up in uh, up in Seaside. He used to come to the radio station to cut my hair like I was Diddy or something. Knowing damn well I'm not. But it was cool because he'd come to the radio station to cut my hair. So that was all good. But anyway, get back to Mason Foster because that's what we're here for, right? He was cut by the Redskins. And apparently, uh, a little bit to this story is that he's being sued by a fan that he was talking trash to on Twitter. Uh, he was basically threatening them, saying that his cousins were going to come after him. Someone was going to pull up on him. You know, all those things. You know how people get tough on Twitter. Well, he was, uh, someone was getting tough with him on Twitter, and he fired back and started talking a whole bunch of trash. So apparently in Virginia, there's a law that allows you to sue somebody for this kind of talk and threats on Twitter. I don't think too much is going to come from it. Uh, he's 30 years old. I know there's some teams that are kicking the tires on him, but... The Raiders might want to keep an eye out. Just keep an eye out on that whole situation because you never know with the linebacking core that the Raiders have. We know Brandon Marshall is there. He's an older guy that's injury prone. We know Vontez Burford is there. Older guy who's injury prone. Tahir Whitehead, guy who's going to be there, we think, for 16 games, but you still need to have you know some quality depth. So he might be a guy that the Raiders want to look at because, again, that linebacking core is still a question until it's not a question. So that's just some news and notes around the NFL that has to do with the Raiders. Also, uh, as far as the media availability goes, it's something I've been talking about on the podcast. I knew it was going to happen at the end of the week, Thursday or Friday. Apparently, according to the Raiders, the media availability is going to be Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, approximately. It'll be GM Mike Mayock and head coach John Gruden, they'll be available in the Carneros Ballroom located inside the main lobby of the Napa Valley Marriott Hotel. So on Friday, you'll probably hear from John Gruden and Mike Mayock, but that'll be at like 11 o'clock. The podcast will already be up for Friday. So if there's anything really good that comes from that, I'll probably play it on Monday's episode. But if there's nothing that really comes good from it, it'll be a few days old by then. And so you'll probably already have heard it. So there's really no time or no reason to waste time on the podcast playing it. Another bit of news that broke on Wednesday night, fullback Keith Smith actually had to have knee surgery or hurt himself, hurt his knee while he was training, and he's going to miss most of training camp. Matter of fact, I believe Michael Gelkin said it's going to be about three weeks he was going to be missing. So basically, he's going to miss all of training camp. And look, I had already said that he was going to be one of those guys that was going to be cut from that running back room. That was before I knew about the knee injury. He cost a lot more than fullback Alec Ingold, who was an undrafted free agent. I mean, a lot more. So, I mean, this just kind of furthers and makes my belief that he is definitely going going to not make the roster. I tweeted out on Wednesday night that, yep, just one step closer to being cut. I think Keith Smith will definitely be cut, but he's not even going to be participating in training camp because he's nursing a knee injury. So, yeah, if there was any evidence that he probably will not be around when the 2019 season comes, that is all the evidence that I needed. And the final little nugget for segment number one here, Raider 1G in the 530, he mentioned on I think it was on Wednesday about NFL Network and the rap song that they had coming out of commercial or going into commercial that talked about different, different teams to be on the look out for and different players that have changed teams and he said that no there was no AB and there was no Raiders involved I don't know which one you're talking about but remember I said I thought I saw the Raiders and I thought I heard Antonio Brown be being mentioned this is the song that I heard and uh, if this is not the one that you heard then that's my bad but this is the one I heard and it definitely talks about the Raiders and it talks about them second here it is check it out Cleveland's got the hype, Odell drop the mic. They got a lot of fighting, Odell in the slot 
this way. Out of mind, then come out of nowhere, out of sight. This is season, they could take off like a rocket, right? The MVP went to Pat Mahomes. But this a new grind, so we'll see if he can bring it back to home. The Chiefs Super Bowl attack is strong. So this season for Kansas City coming right back and soon. Should have heard David cheering in the studio when they showed that Raiders clip. So that's the one that I was talking about, and that definitely has the Raiders in there. Now, they were talking about the Chiefs in great length, but again, you know, when you have a quarterback coming off an MVP season, you're one offsides away from being in the Super Bowl, of course you're going to get that extra love. They're definitely hyping up the Chiefs a lot, but yeah, they gave they gave the Raiders a little bit of love in that. Now, again, I don't know if that was the actual song that you heard. Maybe you heard another one that I just didn't hear, but as a faithful NFL Network guy, I feel like they, especially this year, kind of cover the Raiders a little bit more than most outlets do, especially with David Carr being there. He always gives the Raiders a little bit of love and a couple other guys jump on and give a little bit of love. So I'm okay with that. I think that they did they did fine with that. But again, if that's not the song that you were talking about, then that's my bad. So <laughs> anyway, that's the one that I was talking about. Coming up next, segment number two, offensive line, tight end breakdown. We talked to wide receivers. We talked running backs. Going to talk to O-line and tight ends next right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we are, Raider Nation. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, July 25th, 2019. It's time to talk offensive line, time to talk tight end, how that competition is going to shake out in training camp. Well, as far as I'm concerned, how is it going to shake out in training camp? I've already talked running backs. I've already talked wide receivers. Now it's time to get to the big uglies and get to the tight ends. And I kind of link them all together because we all know the tight ends could be blockers at the same time. And so they're all up on that offensive line as far as I'm concerned. So again, if you're, if you're keeping track of what I've done so far two quarterbacks Derek Carr and then either Mike or Ike which is Mike Lennon or Nate Peterman either one of those clowns it doesn't really matter Derek Carr gets hurt season's over bottom line Mike Lennon Nate Peterman in my opinion won't get anything done four running backs and a fullback Josh Jacobs Doug Martin Jalen Richard Chris Warren III and Alec Ingold those are my guys then six wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Keelan Doss, Dwayne Harris, and Marcel Aitman. That's 13 guys I have on the roster so far. Remember, you have a 53-man roster, so you gotta can't keep everybody. You can't keep everybody. It's a numbers game. So now you go to the offensive lineman, and you go to the tight end. So here we go. Starters. These are my starters. These are my five starters each and every game. Obviously, there may be a, a little bit of a difference for the first two weeks with Richie Incognito being suspended, but this is how it goes. Left tackle, Colton Miller. Left guard, Richie incognito obviously he'll miss the first two games center Rodney Hudson right guard Gabe Jackson and right tackle Trent Brown I think that's your five no doubt about it starters for the offensive line and really the only question in that whole scenario is the the left guard position so it's not like I'm just jumping out on some limb and saying that this is what's going to happen but again Colton Miller Richie incognito Rodney Hudson Gabe Jackson Trent Brown that's your first that's your starters right there for the offensive line Richie incognito suspended for the first two games so with him being suspended for the first two games, you have a question like, okay, who's going to be that guy, and are they going to be that for a long haul, or are they going to be there just for a short time? If you're going through the depth chart and you're going through who is actually in camp right now with the Raiders on the offensive line, Jonathan Cooper, he's a seven-year vet in the league. I think that he's going to stay on the team, but I think he gets cut when Richie Incognito comes back in week three. Jonathan Cooper is decent. I mean, he's decent. He's okay. Let's put it like that. He's not great. He, he was a guy that was expected to be a, a stud in the league and just never panned out to be that guy. But maybe for two weeks, he could be a depth guy. I don't think he's going to start. I don't think he'll be that starter in that position, but I think he can be uh, a depth guy where, uh, you know, if someone gets banged up, he can go in there in a pinch. Now, guard Lester Cotton Sr., rookie out of Alabama. I think he makes a team, and this is the, this is the one little asterisk that I make. 
I think he makes a team, and if he's really good and shows a lot during training camp, he might be a guy that actually pushes Richie Incognito out. That's one guy to keep an eye on. When you're watching or looking at reports from training camp, keep an eye out for Lester Cotton Sr., the rookie out of Alabama. He, I think, makes a team, no doubt about it. I think he's going to find a way to make the team. But if he's really exceptional in training camp, he may be the reason why Richie Incognito doesn't have to worry about that two-game suspension and ultimately ends up getting cut. But I do think that Lester Cotton senior makes the squad guard Jordan DeVay he's a six-year vet I think he's a camp battle guy I think he's going to make the squad and I think he makes the squad because he could play center Rodney Hudson we know is a super stud we know that he's been rock solid since the Raiders picked him up but just in case you got to have some quality backup you got to have a guy that can that jump in there in a pinch and play the center role I think that's why Jordan makes the squad so he's going to have a camp battle on his hands but he makes the squad ultimately in my opinion Guard Denver Kirkland, four-year vet in the league. I think he makes a team after a camp battle. Then you got guard Lucas McNeil. He's a rookie out of Louisville. I think he gets cut. Then tackle Denzel Good. He's a five-year vet in the league. The Raiders brought him back. He was on the squad uh, last season for a little while. I think he makes the squad because of his versatility. He's a guy that uh, actually is a tackle, but he actually kicks in the guard and plays there better. I think he's going to end up being the, the week one and week two starter while Richie Incognito is out. So, yeah, Denzel Good, I do think, makes the squad. Tackle Andre James. He's a rookie out of UCLA. I think he gets cut. Tackle Justin Murray. He's a two-year vet. I think he gets cut. Tackle Brandon Parker. Very interesting. He's a second-year guy. I think he makes the squad, but I think ultimately instead of being a tackle, which is what he was drafted to be, he's going to kick into guard. He's going to kick into guard. He may be some depth behind, uh, behind Gabe Jackson, or maybe they try him out at the left guard position in training camp and they like him. He's been bulked up, apparently. He's been rooming with uh, Gabe Jackson, spent some time with Gabe Jackson, uh, ate a lot of good food, and, and really worked out and worked on his body shape. So they're expecting some good things from Brandon Parker. And since he's a second-year guy and the Raiders, John Gruden especially, drafted him I think he will stick around and uh, he'll be some quality depth he can play multiple positions including tackle in a pinch if he has to you don't want him out there at tackle but in a pinch you can put him out there tackle Tyler Romer rookie out of San Diego State I think he might get cut no I think he does get cut and then tackle David Sharp remember he was the the guy that uh, Reggie McKenzie drafted and they said well he's kind of legally blind in one eye but he's he's a really good player out of Florida he's a three-year vet in the league at this point I think that he's cut I think finally that uh, that that Reggie McKenzie tie is gone he doesn't have to worry about that anymore and he's cut he's a done deal I don't think David Sharp is there so if you're counting if you're counting on who I keep around, Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown, those are all starters. Cooper stays. Cotton Sr. stays. Devy stays. Kirkland stays. Denzel Good stays. Brandon Parker stays. McNeil, cut. James, cut. Murray, cut. Romer, cut. And Sharp, cut. So if you're looking at it in that direction, I keep 11 offensive linemen, but I only have 10 after week two, because I think Jonathan Cooper gets cut when Richie Incognito comes back week three. So technically, I only kept 10 offensive linemen, but I had to keep 11 because we know Richie Incognito won't be there the first two weeks, and he won't count against the 53-man roster. Now you look at the tight end room, and it's a lot, lot easier. I know the offensive line, it got a little muddy because there's so many bodies. The tight ends room, well, it's not like that at all. You have Darren Waller, you got Luke Wilson, Foster Moreau, the rookie, Derek Carrier, Paul Butler, and Eric Swoop. I, it was really easy. For me, going through the tight ends was really, really easy for me. Darren Waller, in my opinion, is tight end one. Luke Wilson, been around the league for a, a quick minute, did some things in, in Detroit, not too bad. I think he's tight end number two. And Foster Moreau, I think he's tight end number three, who eventually will step up and probably be tight end number one at some point. But that's a tough position to pick up immediately 
as a rookie in the league. So I think Foster Moreau is going to have a little bit of a learning curve, but I like him a lot, the rookie out of LSU. Uh, he's a guy that was a, a leader on that LSU squad, a guy that wasn't used in the offense very much because the LSU offense wasn't very good. It just wasn't. They're not very creative. They don't use their athletes like they could. I think Foster Moreau is sneaky athletic. I think he's going to be really stinking good. He may elevate to tight end two before the season's over, but to start off with, he'll be tight end three. So I think the three guys that make the squad, Darren Waller, Luke Wilson, Foster Moreau. Derek Carrier, I know uh, John Gruden has signed him a couple times. I think he's cut. Paul Butler, I know he's been getting swollen the offseason and been doing all kind of extreme sports or whatever. I, I like the effort. I appreciate the strength uh, and conditioning that you're building up, but I think he gets cut. And Eric Swoop, he's kind of been, well, he's kind of been a bust since he's been in the league. Uh, last year was with Indianapolis, just didn't do a whole lot of anything. I think he gets cut. So if you're counting, that's three tight ends. So. 10 offensive linemen, 3 tight ends. Well, 11 offensive linemen, 3 tight ends. So that's 14 guys. I had 13 already. 27 total roster spots I have taken up right there on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, the offensive linemen, and the tight ends, you have 27 total guys, 26 after week two, because when Richie Incognito comes back, then that's when Jonathan Cooper, the seven-year vet, I believe, gets cut. Coming up in segment number three, want to hear from you. And if you want to chime in on this, if you have any kind of dispute or if you think that I'm wrong or you think there's a guy that might jump up there and, and get a spot, it's all good. 707-654-4693. 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. And you're going to hear calls off that voicemail line next right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we are, Raider Nation. Final segment of the day on this Thursday, July 25th, 2019. Want to hear from you? Your call straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. First call comes from Chris from Oklahoma by way of Stockton, California, calling in to give a suggestion of what we could do on the show and things he's excited about as far as training camp goes. Here he is, Chris from Oklahoma by way of Stockton. Hey, Q. This is Chris out of Oklahoma City by way of Stockton, California. Uh, I just wanted to call because I had an idea for the podcast and a couple other things, obviously, with training camp coming up. Uh, actually, by the time everybody's hearing this, if the call got put in, it would be today, which I'm at the rookies reporting, which I'm really excited about. Um, but the idea that I had is that you've been doing interviews with uh, different reporters from different lockdown podcasts and different teams or just experts on different teams in general. You've done the Bears. You've done uh, the Packers or are, are, are just happened. Um, I would I would actually really like to hear from those other teams what their opinion or outlook is on the Raiders. So, like, maybe you throw it in there and ask them a question, what what do you feel the Raiders are going to do? And obviously, you you know, you don't want to end up coming to verbal blows with some of these guys, which I don't think would happen. You're, you're a good dude, Q. But, you know, maybe, maybe you just ask them what their opinion on the Raiders is, where they think they got better, where they think they can get better. Obviously, you ask a, you ask, you ask a donkey reporter, he's going to, He's going to tell you all the all the things he doesn't like, and he's going to talk trash. You would like to think, or you know, a Queen fan was going to jump on the different bandwagon and tell you something he doesn't like and doesn't think because those are rivals. But anyway, I, I say all that to say maybe possibly get get their opinion on what the Raiders are doing and how the Raiders have done um, as, after they get done talking about their particular team. Um, but anyway, I'm excited about the coming uh, training camp. Looking forward to hopefully everybody staying healthy. Looking forward to seeing how Gruden does in his second year. Uh, somebody else on the call talked about, you know, this being Gruden, uh, Gruden, excuse me, talked about Gruden's play calling in the second half of the season last year. And I think all of us noticed that 
Gruden and Carr started to get comfortable. The bar, the ball started moving beyond the 10 yard line, which is a huge deal. Um, and I really hope this year, being that it's second, it's Derek Carr's second year in this offense. We all know what he did the last time he had a second year in an offense that he just lights it up. The man can sling the ball. He's a gunslinger. Let him do it. I believe in Derek Carr, but above all, I believe in this team as a whole. I, I think that we have every bit of the odds stacked against him. So it could happen. That's all I'm saying. Chris is out of here, man. I hope you guys are all blessed. Uh, talk to you all later. Good stuff, my man. I think asking other reporters about the Raiders, I think that works really well in the AFC West, but not necessarily the rest of the league because a lot of these guys are ESPN dudes, beat writers for that specific team, and they're not really focused uh, on the Raiders, you know what I mean? So they're kind of like ho-hum with their responses. They don't really follow them that closely, so it's just kind of like, oh yeah, they're not going to be very good, or oh yeah, they got Antonio Brown, but they really won't give you an answer like they know a whole lot. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I understand where you're coming from. It makes a lot of sense, and I think that that's something that uh, you know I'm able to excel on a, a lot is the fact that, and it kind of trips people out, that I'm able to talk about all 32 teams in the league. I can sit down and have a conversation about any team in the league, not just the Raiders. That's what a lot of people kind of look at me like, oh, he just knows the Raiders. Nope, no, no, no. No, I know all 32 teams in the league, and that's for a reason. So uh, someone could ask me a question like that, and I can I can respond to them. And I think more people should do that, but most people just kind of focus in on exactly the one team that they're supposed to be covering or their team that they really like and not the rest of the league. And, again, that's why I do these training camp previews because I want to be able to talk about all 32 teams in the league, but I want Raider Nation to also be very smart and know all 32 teams in the league and are able to talk about them at any drop of a dime if they have to and know what's going on. So, again, that's another reason why I do what I I do. Next call comes from Raider Mike. He's calling in because he has a few things he'd like to see from the Raiders, something he'll be looking for in this season. Here he is, Raider Mike. Q, what's up, man? That's Raider Mike. Uh, first off, I want to shout out uh, Joby One Kenobi, man. Uh, prayers up to you, man. Family. So it's not definitely never easy losing a pet, especially a dog. You know, it's man's best friend. So, man, prayers up to you, man. Love you guys. Uh, you, man, got a few things that I'm anxious to see this year, man, from from from, the, from our Raiders. The one thing, man, and I'm not trying to be, you know, negative or anything like that. It's just what we've seen in the past, you know, that I'm trying to get over. You know, but one important thing that I'm going to look for is our second half adjustments this year. You know. We go into halftime with any type of lead. I want to see how we're going to come out in the second half with the adjustments. I want to see if, you know, we're going to keep, keep our foot on the gas, you know, and, and really and really stomp their throats out, or, you know, will we let up? Uh, I'm pretty confident that we, you know, we're not we're not going to let up, but it's just something I'm anxious to see. Uh, I'm also anxious to see uh, what what happens when, you know, we might play a team, you know, they're starting running back, starting quarterback, you know, might not be playing that week. How are we going to how are we going to adjust to that? You know, are we going to go into the game with, you know, the same game plan as if the starter was playing and not get our heads, you know, not get too big-headed? Or are we going to go into the game, you know, and game plan like any other game? 
and, and take and get this dub. You know, that's just there's just a few things, man, that I'm just like really, really like I can't wait to watch. And like I said, I've been saying, man, it's a new energy in the building. I really just feel like this is something different about this team, man. And I'm so excited that, you know, I I I, I have high expectations for this team. Because now I get I can see you know finally got, you know, better players than we had last year. The team's excited. Everyone's excited. Carr getting ready, going to camp early. AB going to camp early. I love it, man. All right, man. That's all I want to say. So if you can respond to that, I appreciate it. Uh, Raider Mike, out. Second half adjustments, man. That is major. Something that the Raiders did not do a good job of last season. As a matter of fact, they led in a lot of games at halftime and they would come out in the second half and be flat. Lose the lead by not keeping their foot on the gas like you mentioned. Adjustments will be major. And you're right, there does seem to be a great energy around the team this season as opposed to the lack of energy uh, like they had last year because of that uncertainty behind Khalil Mack when they were in training camp. They just didn't know what was going to go on with him. Ultimately, we all know he got traded. But yeah, man, there, there's, there is a different energy based around the Raiders this year. Looking forward to see what they do. Great call, Raider Mike. Next call, Blue Ridge Raider out of VA, calling in to talk about who he'd like me to cover next, what division he's interested in. Here he is, Blue Ridge Raider out of VA. Hey, what up, Q? This is Blue Ridge Raider calling out of VA. Shout out, Raider Nation. How y'all doing? Uh, hey, man, I just want to relay to you and who I wouldn't mind hearing about um far as teams throughout the uh, course of the season. Uh, first off, man, well, the division I wouldn't mind hearing about would be the AFC South. I think between those four teams, man, you got a lot to talk about. Uh, Jacksonville with the acquisition of Nick Foles, uh, Tennessee acquisition of, uh, Ryan Tannehill. How's that going to work out with, uh, Mariota still in their center? Um, you got Houston going in the season with no GM. How's that going to work out for them? Um, Indy. How's that, how are they going to do? Um, you know, Indy's a good team. Andrew Luck, uh, Frank Reich. I mean, I think that's a pretty good QB coach combo. I mean, other than that, man, I think that's a lot to talk about. Um, and last, man, make it short here for you, dude. Uh, as of now, I will be at the Week 15 finale. Um, so I'm pretty stoked about that. That'll be my first time ever going out to Oakland. Um, and that'll be my second Raider game ever. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked and excited about that, man. I'm going to be sitting in uh, Section 121, Row 20. Um, but other than that, man, that's what I wanted to shout out to you today. Um, but I appreciate it, man. Great work on the podcast. Raider Nation, the season is almost here. You can smell the football in the air. Just win. The AFC South is a great choice. And the reason it is, because I will be covering them next. Matter of fact, I have the interviews done. I mean, all of them except for the Texans. And I'll have that one done on Friday when I talk to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. Uh, hopefully I'll roll those interviews out really, really soon. I've been meant to have them out already, but uh, I just haven't had time because we've had so much on the podcast and we all know that I can't have monster shows anymore. So I've been trying to use my time wisely. But uh, yeah, man, I got the Titans already done. I got the Jaguars already done. Got the Colts already done. And uh, I'll have the Texans done on Friday. So I'll find out when I can roll those out so you can hear them. I got 
got to get them out pretty soon because then if I don't, they'll be old and I'll have to do them over again. So uh, Blue Ridge Raider, great suggestion. The AFC South is exactly who I'll be covering next. Next call comes from X Raider from Sacramento calling in about a portion of the podcast the other day that I was talking about when that when the unnamed people were talking about the sensitivity of Derek Carr, then talks about a bet he made regarding Derek Carr. Here he is, X Raider from Sacramento. What up, Q? What up, Raider Nation? This is X Raider calling from Sacktown. Um, so I just had to put the uh, podcast on pause. You just got done with your first uh, session, and that is basically saying uh, that you or uh, you overheard people calling Derek Carsoff. Um, you know, you didn't say that, but you're repeating what was said from unnamed sources that were too chicken to put the name behind it. Totally agree with that. You know, it's so easy to call someone out, but uh, in order to have that liquidity, it's got to have someone's name behind it, right? Otherwise, anyone could say that. You know, we, we call those uh, studio gangsters, right? Either way, um, not only do I totally believe he's not soft, but I also believe, uh, you know, in him so much so that I put $100 that uh, I work with a bunch of Niner fans. And uh, I'm, like, the only one representing, you know, again, my name's X-Raider, X-Ray being the field that I work in. Um, I have my lead, my lead apron, and, uh, of course, you know, silver and black. It's Raider out. It has a Raider patch on it. And I represent 24-7. Got my lanyard on and everything that's Raider out. Either way, the point is, I believe in him so much. You know, I bet a 49er fan that I work with $100 that he was going to have a better season than Garoppolo. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go off uh, three stats. Winner of the two of the three stats, you know, is a better quarterback. You know, because numbers could be punched which way, this way, that way, doesn't matter. You know, one may have more yards, but the other one has better QBR. The other one may have uh, thrown more interceptions. The other one may have, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever the stats are. But anyways, we're taking two out of three stats. One who has the most yards. Two who has the least amount of interceptions, and three is, um, third one's a QBR. Either way, the winner, two out of three wins, and uh, like I said, I have so much confidence in him. Not only is he going to be better than Garoppolo, uh, but uh, mark my words, he's going to be potential MVP candidate. That's how much confidence I have in the guy. Not only that, to get back off that, uh, we also bet that the Raiders are going to have a better season than the uh, 49ers. So, I want to bring this up for a reason, and I want to ask you guys, Raider Nation, is what's up with my bet? Was it a good bet? Was it a bad bet? Talk to me. I want to see what you guys uh, have to say about that, and have you guys ever put your money where your mouth is? So uh, let me know. I feel pretty good about this bet. I feel like I was taking uh, easy money, so, you know, he's the one that bet me. Here we are. All right. Look forward to hearing from all of you guys. Go Raiders. So my man is going head-to-head versus 49er fans, huh? Carr, better stats than Jimmy G, and the Raiders better record than the 49ers? I think that's a fair bet. Jimmy G, in my opinion, is still very unproven. 49ers, I don't think they're ready to be really good. I think they're going to be better, but, I mean, I don't think that they're going to be really good. I think you have a real good shot to win that bet. If you look at their schedule, I mean, I got them winning five games. Again, that's on paper. I got them winning five games. 
uh, eight games max. So I think you really, really have it. And then, again, those eight games, I'm being very generous. I see them honestly winning about five games. So I do think you have a really good shot at winning that bet, my man. But, uh, you know, you never know. The game's got to be played first. And I'm not a betting man because I don't make enough money to bet. So that's just me. Next call, Raider Brian in Seattle calling in for the first time. So he's a new booty. But check this out. He's not a new booty to being a Raider fan. He gives his list of jerseys he has and a really cool story behind one of them. Here he is, Raider Brian in Seattle. Hey, Q. This is uh, Raider Brian from Seattle. I'm a new booty. I just wanted to tell you how long I've been a Raider fan. Uh, I've been a Raider fan since uh, Stabler took over for LaMonica. And so that kind of tells people that um, I might be a new booty, but I'm an old booty at the same time. And also, I want to tell you, I've been listening to this podcast since March, and I cannot get enough. I love this podcast, Q. You do a great job. I love all the people that call in. I feel like I've gotten to know everybody on this podcast just from listening every day. And uh, the only way I think you can make the podcast better is putting it to eight hours. I know you got to stay at 30 minutes, but that would be sweet if you could do eight hours. I know it's not possible, but... <clears throat> all right, I wanted to cover on uh, the jerseys that I have. I know a lot of people call in about jerseys. I'm just going to tell you my list of jerseys and then tell you a story about one of them. So I have Ken Stabler, Dave Dalby, Jim Plunkett, Van McElroy, Lester Hayes, Lyle Alzado, Howie Long, Napoleon Kaufman, Charles Woodson, and Derek Carr. And, you know, at one time I was really trying to think about what jersey I wanted and I could not really decide on who I wanted because, you know, there's so many great Raiders. And so I kept saying to my wife, I just don't know which jersey I want. So one day, we're sitting in church on a Sunday, and the pastor starts going into a sermon. And he starts telling a story about how his parents used to move around all the time. And so he was always going to high school here, high school there. And he had gone to a new high school, and this one certain kid kept picking on him every single day. And he... He just was like, man, I know I'm going to get picked on by this kid. And he's walking down the hallway, and the kid's walking towards him, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to take my medicine. I know the kid's going to pick on me. And then all of a sudden, the kid gets closer and closer to him, and then the kid just kind of veers away, and then all of a sudden, a big arm goes around his shoulder. And he looks up, and it's Dave Dalby. And, you know, so they became friends in high school, and the, that other kid never picked on him again. And him, him and Dave Dalby are friends to this day. So I just thought that was a really cool story. And when we were driving home from church, I told my wife, I go, that's the jersey I'm getting. So that's how I got my Dave Dalby jersey. And uh, I wear it with pride because I don't see many people with a Dave Dalby jersey. But that's uh, that was just a cool story I wanted to tell you. And... I want to tell you one quick little story about, you know, when I got married and my wife and I were up, when we were up at the altar and the pastor is uh, marrying us, which happened to be the same pastor that told um, me the story about the Dave Dalby jersey, which is how I got my Dave Dalby jersey. Uh, so we walk out of the facility after we are officially married and when we're walking back in, my wife had the autumn wind playing. And I just thought that was really cool of her to do that. Okay, and the last thing is, uh, I'm going to the Denver and Jacksonville game with my wife and my brother and some really good friends. So hopefully we can meet up with all you guys in the parking lot. And uh, last thing, the quarterback must go down and he must go down hard.
Raider Brian, out. That's awesome, man. Really good story on the high school kid, and then awesome story on your wedding as well. Man, definitely appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you, uh, Raider Brian in Seattle, and thank you for calling on the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Don't uh, hesitate to call back again, 707-654-4693. Next call comes from Raider STL, calling in for a few reasons, including some things he wants to correct that he's been hearing on the podcast about Tyreek Hill and Aaron Rodgers. Here's Raider STL. What up, Q? What up, Raider Nation? This is Raider STL. Sorry, I haven't called in a while. I'm a little behind the podcast. I'm not going to lie. Got HBO, and I had never watched Game of Thrones, and I immediately got hooked. In a week, I've watched almost the whole series. So I haven't really been listening to the podcast. <clears throat> so tonight, I'm cleaning my house. I get caught up. Almost. I'm on, um, I still need to listen to Tuesday's episode. But I've been hearing some things that have been kind of frustrating, because if you do your research then it kind of makes you sound like you don't know what you're talking about. And I know with the Raiders and with our our listeners, we know what we're talking about. First of all, Tyreek Hill, it's not that he's not going to be suspended. It's he's not going to be suspended right now because the NFL is not getting the evidence from the police. As soon as they get that evidence, if they get if they see enough to suspend him, they will suspend him. I know it's frustrating, but that's the way it is. If you actually look into the case, that's the way it is. Second, I heard you talking about uh, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and how he doesn't want him to audible at the line. That's also kind of true. The truth is he said he doesn't want Aaron Rodgers to have to audible at the line. He wants his offense to be good enough to make the good reads so he doesn't have to. He wants to take that away from him so he has to think less about what the next play is going to be and more about, I know this play is going to work. So basically he's saying, he knows his offense is good enough where he doesn't have to audible. He can if he wants to, but he thinks he can set it up to where he doesn't have to, which would make for a better Aaron Rodgers. So those two things were just irking me a little bit. I get it. But uh lastly, I heard you're locked on NFL. It was really awesome. It was dope. Um, love what you're doing. Uh, I want to know if that one's one of the more top-rated episodes because I feel like it will be because I think all of Raider Nation probably listened to it as well. Haven't listened to Tuesday's episode, so I don't know if anyone commented on it. But that's just those are just the only two things I wanted to clear up. One, Tyreek Hill. We don't know if he's going to be fully suspended yet. If you remember with Brady and Deflate Gate, he played a whole year, and the next year got suspended four games because they had more evidence and more proof, and they got everything done. So don't be worried too much. And Aaron Rodgers, he he can audible. It's just his coach wants to make it to where he doesn't have to because he thinks his offense will be that good. Sorry, I don't want to sound like a nitpicky person, but I just wanted to make those things clear. Raider STL out. I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I think we're kind of on the same page, to be 100% honest. But uh, one of the things that the NFL said is that they didn't have enough evidence to prove that Tyreek Hill did anything. But if you remember, there was a recording of him telling his baby mama, fiance, girlfriend, whatever she is, she needs to be afraid of him. Not in those words. A lot more threatening than that. That is a threat. Jimmy Smith from the Ravens was suspended four games last season for the same thing, a verbal threat. Not physical, verbal threat. So there's enough evidence right there. If I've heard the, the evidence and you've heard the evidence and everyone else has heard the evidence, that's enough because that's the same thing that Jimmy Smith did and he got four games last season. He plays for the, the Ravens. Now you talked about Aaron Rodgers and the whole audible in at the line of scrimmage and uh, Matt LaFleur, and, and I'm sure you heard Rob Demosky on a Monday talking about it. 
He doesn't want him to audible because he said it doesn't fit his offense. His offense is really up tempo, and there's no room. There's no real room to to audible in it. Now he thinks it's going to be really good, and he's not going to need to audible. And he's trying to make things easy for his quarterback. But really, the hundred percent reason why he doesn't want him to audible is because it's not. A, it doesn't have any room for it in his offense because of the tempo that they're trying to go. He's trying to go quick, fast, in a hurry, like something you see in the Big Twelve. He's trying to go fast like that. With the Packers. And I don't know how that's going to work. We'll see. We'll see how that marriage between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers works out. But, yeah, you're on the right track. I mean, you're, we're basically saying the same thing. We're just saying it in a different language. So, uh, definitely appreciate you uh, calling in and uh, and speaking on that. But Raider STL, we, he wasn't done. He had to call back one more time real quick with a suggestion on a show guest. And uh, he's taking his own shot here. Here he is. Raider STL a second time. What up to you, Raider Nation? This is Raider STL again. Sorry. I know these combined calls will go over three minutes. I'm trying to do that. Uh, I just started Tuesday's episode, and I got to stay cute. Your son's in town. I'm really happy for you. Take as many days off as you need, but you should get him on the podcast. Let's hear what Lil Q has to say about Big Q, even though you're Lil Q now. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to him being good at basketball. I saw it on your Twitter like a month back or so. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, man, get him on there, and let's go. Like, Let's get it. Also, one last thing. Uh, you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take. Uh, that's something I learned from you. So if you ever need a fan to interview, Raider STL is here, and I will take as much time as you need. I might not be the most experienced, but I am definitely entertaining. So, yeah, take that for what you will. Raider STL out. <laughs> Get little Q on the show. I got that suggestion on Twitter on Wednesday, and I'll probably do that before he uh, he leaves and goes back to Cali. He's not as loud and is not as talkative as me, but uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can uh, get something out of him. And uh, hey, man, shoot your shot. Like I always say, man, you're guaranteed to guaranteed to miss a shot that you don't take. Right? Exactly right. So uh, yeah, there'll be a time that comes that I'll probably have you on the show. I got a lot of guys that I have lined up. Chris from Oklahoma. I definitely got to get him on, tell his story. Uh, kind of, we were supposed to do it on Sunday, but had to push it back just because I had a lot of things going on here in town um i gotta get pe in north carolina on brother marquise in the 305 want to get him on don't forget anna section 107 row 26 and her and her husband rob want to get them on selena in the oc for sure definitely want to get her on and most known unknown that's just to name a few uh, there's a lot of guests that i'd like to get on here vader raider in the 303 he's a guy i'd like to get on here uh, just a, a lot of people but yeah raider stl i got you i got you marked down i definitely will get you on at some time some point as well final call of the day final call of the show t3 raider facts He's calling in with his five quick hitters of the day. You gotta love it. Here he is. Hey Q, this is T3 Raider Facts calling with my five quick hits for the day. Number one, hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. Number two, I love, love, love that the Who is Q smoking or Who is Q smoking next segment's already taken off. I know it may not be every day, but I love it. Craig ended up making a contribution to the show after all. Number three, hey Q in the backfield. Here's my take. Josh Jacobs and the Muscle Hamster 1 and 2, and here's where I differ. I love Jalen Richard, but I don't know if he's going to make the roster. I see both DeAndre Washington and Chris Warren making the squad if they play up to their potential. I see a lot of upside in both those guys. Now, as far as the two fullbacks you mentioned, I've got an awful prediction, so I'm going to hold off because I don't want to make an open prediction that involves bad things for any of our guys. Number four, two potential storylines for Hard Knocks, and neither one of them are players. One is Deuce Gruden, Coach's son, working as a strength and conditioning assistant this season. And the other is Coach Rich Basaccia. I think he mentioned it before. His fire and attitude are both things I think will attract the camera. And number five, Q, I got so many good stories. 
I have a story from a road trip to New York, the last visit to the old Giant Stadium. I've got a story from Pittsburgh, one from Dallas, one from Denver, and several from Oakland, including an epic win over the then San Diego Chargers. All right, that's it for today. Peace out, Raider Nation. Good stuff, my man. It's always great to hear from you. Hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. That's the most important thing right there. Uh, I love that. And, uh, yeah, so that's what it is, man. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for promoting the show. Uh, thank you for all your calls and support. And I'm telling you, I'm going to try to get those those uh, interviews, those training camp previews. I'm trying to get them out. I already got uh, three of them covered. Three out of the four teams already co- You know what? This is what I'm going to do. You know, forget I'm going to try to get it done. This is what I'm going to do. This is – Show A or Disc A. We've done the double disc thing before, right? Well, I already got three three training camp interviews done, so that'll be segment one, segment two, segment number three. So this is what I'm going to do. Now that you're done with this episode, you got another episode coming right after it. First segment's going to be Teresa Walker, AP writer in Nashville, talking about the Titans. Mike Jarocco from ESPN's NFL Nation covering the Jaguars. He'll be in segment number two. And then my man Derek Schultz from Fox Sports 1260 and Indy covering the Colts. He'll be in segment number three. That's coming up next. That's coming up on disc two. I'm going all the way QPOC on you again. Why not, right? That's right. All eyes on me. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. It's actually all ears on you. Anyway, what's coming up next? That's what's coming up next. So until next time, until you turn on disc number two, just win, baby.